This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, as I was doing that, you were making a face. I know you're watching the Mets game right now. Did anything happen? No comment. <laughs> all right. Not going well. Well, that's what you get for being yeah, a Yeah, it's fan. not going well. It's not going well. You know what? It's but all right. It's, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, lots going on. It's been, I think, two weeks since we did our last episode because we just weren't able to find the time last week. But good news is it gives us more to talk about this week. Um, obviously, preseason came and went. Um, I didn't watch too, too much of it because I was busy, but I was watching some highlights, reading some articles to get kind of a feel uh, for what this team's kind of going to look like for this year. Um, but I think, number one, we ought to talk about probably the biggest Panthers related thing to happen since our last episode. And we talked about it on the episode, but Spencer Knight signing a new contract uh, for four point something million dollars a year, um, three year deal. We had discussed uh, a potential Spencer Knight contract. You specifically said, uh, it can't be three years. It won't be three years. It was three years. Um, I, we- I, I, I- did not like literally like it was literally the next day that was the first thing i think i texted you i was like i literally said it was going to be two or four years not three and it was three yeah i i don't fully get it but at the same time i think it gives bill zito a lot of roster flexibility at the end of it um didn't see it coming at all though no it was was kind of weird because it was almost like I don't think it was like talked about that much like a Spencer Knight extension because he still has like the one year left. And with a goalie who hasn't played that many games, you feel like you'd kind of want to see him a little more before, you know, paying him any amount of money. Uh, 
but the Panthers went ahead and signed it. So it's kind of weird that we happen to be talking about it and then it gets done like next day. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we had talked about it in length after the deal was signed. I know you initially weren't a big fan. I don't mind the three years that much just based on how it lines up with Bobrovsky's contract, right? They, they both end at the same time. Like I think if you went two years and Knight had played really, really well over those two years, you would find yourself in a pretty tough spot to try to lock him up because you're either going to have to bridge him and then really pay him. Or if you really pay him, then you're going to be paying your goaltending tandem a ton of money or having to give up assets to, you know, move Bob somewhere. Um, the three years also keeps him an RFA, uh, which I think is key. Once that deal is done, uh, then he doesn't have that same degree of leverage. Um, you still have him under control. So hopefully you're looking for a somewhat team-friendly deal there. Uh, I will say, though, for what Spencer Knight has done, and I'm a, we're both big Spencer Knight fans, um, over $4 million for his body of work seems a bit much at this stage of his career. Like The AAV does seem like, yeah, it was a bit more than I think we were expecting. And like it's, it's hard to understand it. But at the same time, it's you're you're seeing a ton of potential in this kid, and this is kind of like Bill Zito's way of betting on him, really to the fullest extent. Yeah, I I think it says a lot about how highly uh, the Panthers management thinks of Spencer Knight, the goalie, right? And he has like I know he's very young. The fact he's playing in the NHL at this age. Um, he hasn't done a ton at the NHL level, um, but he, he's been good in stretches. He's won a world junior gold. He was great uh, in college. So I get why you, you want to, <clears throat> you know, like why he gets that amount of money. It does seem just a little, little bit too much. Um, but at the end of the day, if he can develop into, if he can fulfill the potential that people see in him, and that I think, you know, Panthers see in him that we see in him, then I think it's not going to be an issue. Um, we saw him in the preseason, though. And one of the concerns for me is that we're still seeing uh, some of the same type of bad habits and inconsistencies kind of creep into his game. Like when Spencer Knight's on his game, when he's at his best, he's an incredibly good goalie, but it's that consistency that's been missing. Uh, especially over the course of, of last season. That's why he was up and down between the NHL and the minors. So I'm hoping he can kind of stabilize that as the season goes on. Yeah, definitely. It's, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's easy. It's, um, it's tempting to look ahead into the contract and like think, oh, well, this is what's going to happen when the contract is expired. Like, but at the end of the day, like he has to perform throughout the contract to even be in that conversation. So um, it's going to be really important for him to just dial, dial it in. And I don't want to say he has it easier than, than a lot of other goalies in the league, but it helps to have Sergei Bobrovsky as a number one ahead of you. Like you're playing less games than traditional number one. And it's, it, it has to be a huge benefit to him. Yeah, and, and it's you know it's an experienced guy, a two-time Vesna winner. It's way less pressure. It's a really nice safety net to have if you're Spencer Knight. Um, 
So I think it is a really good spot for him to be in. The other thing with the three-year uh, AAV as well, or not AAV, three-year term, right? Is that I think for the Panthers as well, as much as they believe in Spencer Knight, in three years, I think you're going to know what Spencer Knight is, right? You're going to know if he's if he's going to be a really good NHL goalie. If he hasn't figured it out in three years, he probably won't. And at that point, you say, look, now we have $14 million coming off the books from our goaltending, and we can go and address this in a different way, right? We can bring in someone else, right? We have his RFA rights. Um, so if you want, you can qualify him at his qualifying offer. If not, um, because he's a first-round pick, because of what he achieved before making to the NHL, I'm sure a team will take a shot on him, right, at the very least. Maybe not at that uh, qualifying offer, but at a certain amount. So I like that flexibility where we saw what happened when Florida right out of the gate committed a ton of money to Sergei Bobrovsky. It has been crippling to this team in trying to get better. And that's, you know, nothing to do with Sergei Bobrovsky, the goalie or uh, the person. It's just the contract. So uh, for Spencer Knight, I think not going long-term right now, um, I think is probably the smarter move and just wait and see if he can get there first before yeah, committing yeah. the term. I think they've learned that mistake. Definitely. <laughs> the, 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 the problem for me viewing it like that is like, like you're, you're thinking about it and you're like $4 million a year is kind of an expensive experiment, you know, or an expensive, um, I don't know. What do you call it? Like maybe like trial. a trial? Yeah. Yeah. It's an expensive trial. It's an expensive trial, trial but um like we've said this multiple times is the you have to think about the, the cap because the cap is going to go up in the next five years. It's going to, it's going to explode at some point. Yeah. It has to, there, there's yeah. no way hockey can like, there's no way the contracts that are getting signed now can be sustainable if we stay at a flattish cap. No. And all the teams, like they have their own, data you know kind of interpreting when they believe the cap's going to go up how much it's going to go up right they have all of that information and they're signing these contracts based on how they think the salary cap is going to move in the next three five ten years um and i think yeah these types of deals are a good indicator of where teams believe the salary cap is going to go yeah definitely so it's you know, a $4 million contract next season might really only equate to a $3 million contract in four seasons, you know? So that's why it's, it, to me, to me, it's very interesting. To me, what it is, is it's a safe contract for the team. Yeah. It's really safe. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's, yeah, safe, I think, is the best way to put it. Uh, I also find it interesting, though, how the, like, the Spencer Knight deal, it shows how highly the, like Bill Zito and his management rate him. At the same time, they didn't draft Spencer Knight. Nope. Right? Like, that's not a Bill Zito pick. And so either Bill Zito has been around Spencer Knight enough and watched him play and really believes in him, or he's heavily leaning on some of the goaltending personnel that have been here a while and their thoughts on the goalie. Exactly. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing just on a technical level in his game is he needs to be 
way less aggressive in challenging shooters because there's there's being aggressive and then there's what he does which is sometimes like 10 feet outside the blue paint yeah i i think of him as is really excelling when he's kind of a little more passive like he's still aggressive but he's got a passiveness to what he to his actions and what he does and he really needs to like you know be poised in the net and have that confidence that makes him so good yeah i think i think for him yeah and just playing like playing a little bit deeper because for him there is no reason to be that aggressive like he has a big enough frame he is athletic enough that he can play five to ten like even three feet closer to his net right Mm -hmm. and obviously it depends on the situation too and maybe that's part of you know he's not reading situations correctly where he's coming out to challenge a shooter not aware that there's someone backdoor on plays like that i'm not sure but i would like to see him kind of closer into his net and a little bit more in control i think that's the situations where he gets into trouble Mm -hmm. and i think he just has the tools where it's not a necessary uh risk for him to take to come out like the way he does absolutely but we'll see i i imagine again young goalie raw Mm-hmm. so we'll see how he does uh in terms of other thoughts from the preseason um it's kind of a mixed bag i mean uh if you were looking for you know some thoughts on uh, like preseason's always a mixed bag right like I, I like there's some people and they're like oh my goodness this player lit it up in the preseason right they're the next big thing and it's like listen i'm old enough to remember when the leading scorer in the preseason was ty ratty ty ratty was out of the NHL by December. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm never going to put that much stock into the preseason. Obviously it's fun because it's hockey. It's coming back. You get to see some new faces, new places. Right. Um, for me, for the established guys on the Panthers, right. I really don't put any stock into it whatsoever. You're kind of just hoping people stay healthy. They get in some good reps, but like, I don't think you're going to learn anything about, Sasha Barkov in the preseason, right? You're not going to learn anything about an Ekblad. Um, so it's kind of the other guys, the new faces you're looking uh, to see what they can give you. I thought uh, of the new faces, I thought Rudolph Ballsters was really good in the games he got into uh, in that two-way kind of mindset that he brings. I think in terms for a depth piece, I think he is going to have a big impact for this team. Um, defensively, wasn't the greatest preseason from the Panthers, but also they're not the greatest defensive team ever. And I don't think Paul Maurice was ever going to fix that. Um, so we'll see how it goes in terms of younger guys. Lucas Carlson had a really good preseason. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Alexi Heponiemi, who, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of. I know you love Saron Noel. Heponiemi is my guy. He had a great preseason. Uh, now on waivers, him and Carlson, we'll see if they clear. But um, the kind of prevailing thought is that that's just for cap reasons, right? And he'll, yeah, he, I think he's earned a spot with the team. Um, but I think in terms of learning things, I think it's way too early. I think you got to wait till the games matter. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. Like you said, um, it's, it's preseason. We're going to get a mixed bag. Like, yeah. that's just, that's just what it is. Um, and I, like, you can't, you can't put too much stock in individual performance. Like, it's interesting to see 
how having a new coach and having a new system is really able to like get implemented and see how much of a change there is with the previous season. So that's always really interesting. Um, but it, it's really, it's like, like it says in the name, it's preseason. It's before the season. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's going to be really interesting to see with that Panthers first opening night roster. And I, what I'm looking for, for the season is really just a team that'll make the playoffs and compete in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I think the, the aspirations have to be grounded. You can't be expecting a Stanley cup, you know, contender or winner, but you can expect a competitive team that could win against any of the other 31 yeah. teams any given night. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just a little bit too early to make a call on that. Granted, exactly. later in this episode, we are going to be doing our standings predictions. But uh, for me, especially with the changes, like the amount of changes that have gone on with the Panthers, really early to say, like, it's going to be I'm – not, I'm not thinking this team's going to get off to, like, a wicked hot start this year, right? I think there's going to be a significant adjustment period at the start of the year, and it's going to take them a couple weeks or a month to really figure things out with just the amount of changes that have taken place. Definitely. And so I think – you're looking for the team to stay in the mix at that point. And then once you figure it out, once things start clicking, then you start pushing your way up the standings. Um, another development I really thought was interesting from camp that was Brandon Montour uh, taking some reps on power play one. Uh, uh, he's, you know, I, I think, I, I feel like his ability to walk the blue line is something that really goes kind of under the radar. Yeah. He's really able to, to you know, um, uh, move and, um, you know, sorry, to move laterally on that blue line and create open spaces, maybe create passing opportunities or shooting lanes. So I, I really like that um, from, from Paul Maurice. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because I think, I think Brandon Montour can be a really good power play quarterback, and I think so can Aaron Ekblad, but they're very different in how they would run a power play, right? Because Aaron Ekblad doesn't have the speed or agility of Brandon Montour but his shot is miles better than Brandon Montour's. Like he can hammer it. Right. And so if you want to run your power and right, and he can make, you know, passes, right. But he doesn't have the mobility. Whereas Brandon Montour is going to have the mobility. He doesn't have the same type of shot as Aaron Eckblad, but he's got a decent enough shot and he's got a willingness to shoot. Um, so I like that. He's getting that opportunity there. He kind of, during his time in Anaheim, he kind of came onto the scene as an offensive defenseman. Right. And then he's had to round out his game as, you know, he went over to the Buffalo and now in Florida. Um, but he, he's, he has those offensive instincts. So I like him getting a shot there. And I think if he played there, uh, I think he would do a really good job for the Panthers. Now, that being said with Aaron Eckblad on my fantasy team, I don't know how stoked I am for PP for, um, for that arrangement, but I will, I will digress. And the, I, I think it's really interesting for, for, you know, like going over from last season to, to going to this approach. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, if you're, if you're an Aaron Eckblad holder in fantasy hockey, it's not great news for you, but for the Panthers, if you're like, man, if this guy can get it done on the power play, playing, being able to play Aaron Eckblad more at five on five, 
especially with the D group that they have, I think can only benefit the Panthers. Right. So you're just hoping that Brandon Montour can go in there and do a decent enough job because he, he can't defend like Aaron Eckblad. And you know, somebody's gonna have to to step up as the that that blue line for the Panthers has changed a lot uh since last season and the, the last look we got in the playoffs. Um you've lost a few bodies there, so you're looking for guys to to step up and to be able to deliver the merchandise. So um I I'd be really excited uh if it were Braden Montour. And if he were able to do that. Yeah. Also full disclosure, I was riffing there earlier just so I could pick up Brandon Montour in our fantasy league. Did you get him? Yeah. Nice. Cause while we were thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Let me pull the trigger. Do it. I was hoping to have, I was just, I guess I wasn't sure if you were going to do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm a, no, no, I still need to get my roster stat. I'm still waiting for a couple transactions to go through. Yeah. My roster is garbage. It's, garbage that's fine now it is brandon montour much better much improved um but yeah this episode we thought we would kind of very briefly do our division rankings kind of going through each division um and doing who we think is gonna you know make the playoffs who's coming last um we'll, we won't spend too long on the you know pacific central and metro we'll spend more on the atlantic towards the end um but it's always fun. We do this every year. We're usually tragically wrong. Except like, that one year where you got everything right except two, or did you get everything right? I think I, thought the, I think I got the Pacific entirely right. Was it the Pacific? It definitely it was. Yeah, because it was it was the Colorado, Minnesota. You got all that. Yeah. Now, full disclosure, yeah. right? Like, if you're looking at the standings right now, Nashville's already two and zero. Oh. <laughs> Because of the European games. So smart money might be. They got the early lead. I don't know, two games. They do. Uh, but we'll start in the Pacific. Who do you have? Should we start at the bottom and go up? Or should we start top and bottom? I was thinking maybe we like, maybe we we each take our turn saying what order we have. Or we each go and say which teams we have as playoff teams and non-playoff teams. Okay. What do you think? Or we can go one at a time. I don't. I don't mind. Your call. Yeah, uh, your call. I always make yeah, the call. call. All right. Yeah. Shoot. I, I set know. out the options. Uh, what was option A again? Well, so option A can be uh, going at it one at a time. Okay. For each slot, then or we can do all at once, each. Like. Okay. What if we just go team by team and we say where we put them in the division? We could do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, mix it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll mix it up. Yeah, I have, like, we haven't really. Sp- to be honest, you threw this idea at me like two minutes before we hit record. So I did, heard. I did. But I love that. That's really on brand for us. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off the Anaheim Ducks. This is this, you know. I mean, where do you see them finishing? By the way, this division, terrible, terrible division. It's always so freaking bad. Um, I have them. Sorry, sorry, something happened in the Mets game. Um, it wasn't good. Did they win? Um, no. Uh, I have the Anaheim Ducks at seven. Wow, that seems harsh. I'm looking at it now. 
Can I ask where you have them? Yeah, I'm looking at the division now, and I'm also going to put them eighth. <laughs> like realistically, like I think Anna, I think San Jose will be worse. I have San Jose at eight. Who's is San Jose? There's, there's like, there's very clearly to me like they've already lost three. two games, Justin. Nobody else has lost two games in the entire league. Oh, they, it's really tough. I like the jersey. I like San Jose's jersey. Okay, you know what? The, can, the jerseys are beautiful. You know what? Like, okay, who is Anaheim brought in? Well, they've lost Sonny Milano, but allegedly he's bad in the room. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Anaheim 8 just because, okay. like, all right, and then 7, I'm putting – right, we'll go – no, next team. We're doing San Jose. Teams. Oh, we're just we're just, okay. We're just start okay. Uh, San Jose. Well, Saturday. yeah, yeah. So we'll do. Oh, here's what we'll do. We'll do. I I picked the next team, and I picked San Jose as the next team by saying that I had them last. All right. Pick the next team after that. All right. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put San Jose seventh. Okay. So we have the same bottom two. Yeah. I think that's a pretty clear bottom two. No. I do think so. <clears throat> like, I kind of like what you did more, to be honest. But I'm going to stick with mine because Dallas Aikens coaches in Anaheim. Oh, that is factual evidence. <clears throat> and I don't know if you've seen their decor, but it's like strictly offensive D-men. Uh, it really much is. It's like Drysdale, Shattenkirk, uh, Klingberg, Fowler. Who is defending there? I don't know. I assume that kid from uh, Brant Clark is not going to make it. He's a Kings prospect. Oh, that's right. Who am I thinking of? Drysdale? Still an offensive B. No. I th- I thought oh, you know what? That. You know what? I take it back. They've got Dmitry Kulikov and Nathan. Oh. Unreal. Unreal decor. Weird, weird group. All right, yeah, I'm stick. Yeah, I'm sticking San Jose seven. You're doing San Jose eight. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next team. I'm gonna pick uh, this. This one I think is gonna be the most interesting one in this division. Vegas. I'll put Vegas at four. I think they're gonna squeak in. I I I really think they're gonna find a way. Goaltending is going to be tough, though. Well, yeah, I think with Vegas, right, it really comes down to how much do you believe in Logan Thompson? And Aaron Dell, is that their tandem? I think it's Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill, that's what it is. Yeah, so it's how much do you believe in those two guys? And listen, all I see is a kid from Calgary and a kid from the dub who went to Brock University with us. So for me, I think, I think Vegas – how controversial should it be on this show? You know what? I'll, I'll do Vegas three. Whoa. Because you know what? Logan Thompson, listen. You built it up that you were going to not really, you're going to go the opposite way. I was what do you mean? I totally built. I, how much do you believe in those two goalies? I rate them so highly based off of where they played prior. Okay. All right. So that's Vegas at three. All right. You're up. Where you put them at four? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. What do you got? 
Okay, I've got just barely missing the playoffs right behind Vegas. I've got the Vancouver Canucks at five. Okay. I also it so for me, it comes down to do I believe in the Los Angeles Kings? Or, <laughs> All right, you know what? So you're doing the Canucks? Yeah. You put them at five. Yeah. I'm gonna put them at four because Bruce Boudreaux I think is a great coach. They still have Nils Hoaglander, who's great depth. Um. Quinn Hughes skates like the wind. Elias Pedersen. Actually, you know what? You know what it is? This is the worst. This is the worst buildup. You know what it is? It's Andre Kuzmenko, the new Russian they brought in. Uh, For those reasons, I can't have Vancouver any lower than fourth. I think Bruce Boudreaux alone gets them in the playoffs. That's fair. That's and they fair. and the goaltender is great. He's not Logan Thompson, but he's great. He is great. Um, so I'll put I'll put him for. Um, okay. All right. Next up, Seattle. I've got Seattle at six. They're really tough because are they? <laughs> it's tough, man. It's it's tough. You can't just say that. Right. And I think no <laughs> Here's the thing. I think for Seattle it comes down to do you believe in Philip Grubauer? <laughs> and did we we, earlier in the podcast, we said not to put too much stock into the preseason. But Philip Grubauer <laughs> had a great preseason. <laughs> Those reasons, I think I have to put them fifth. Okay. okay. All right. So now we're down to the last three. The last three. All right. Let's just let's get them done with. Let's uh, go Kings. We got to go Kings first. All right. Well, Kings for me, they're sixth. Listen, Jonathan. Third for me. Listen, Jonathan Quick, I think he's a great goalie, but the way he plays, right? It comes down to do you believe in Jonathan Quick, right? And the answer is at that age, no. I can't. Kevin Fiala. Kevin Fiala, I think, is a great ad. I think Arthur Kaliev is a young, top nine player, really coming into his own. I think Alex Turcotte could have a phenomenal year with the Ontario Reign. I think. (laughs) Um, Quinton Byfield can be the next Nick Bukestad. And for all those reasons, I'm going to put them six. I really, I would love to put them higher. But for me, the goaltending, little shaky. They got some guys that are a little old, some injury concerns, right? Once, once a player realistically hits like 32 years old, I just assume they're going to miss half the year. <laughs> I'm just going with that. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put LA six. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Battle uh, of Alberta. All right. Calgary Edmonton. Who's one? Who's two? It's a tough one. I think this one comes down to, do you believe in Jack Campbell as the Edmonton Oilers goaltender? Okay. It's honestly what I think it comes down to. I'm going to, I'm going to give Calgary the edge. Um, I'm going to put them one. And put Edmonton too, but I think these two teams are going to be fantastic. All right, I'm going to give Edmonton the edge, and you had mentioned it's do you believe in Jack Campbell? And I actually think the question is, do you believe in Stuart Skinner? <laughs> They're backup. Now listen, 
It's a good old WHL kid. So I'm going I'm to end in first, but it's mostly because I think Dry Soto and McDavid are just that good. And we saw what they did to Calgary in the playoffs. Yeah. Calgary, I think like they, they maintained, like they did a really good job replacing Kachuk and Gaudreau. But the guys they brought in, like Huberto's good, but again, older, right? Type guy. I think he'll have a decent year. Nazem Kadri, I think, is going to really fall off from what he did last year, right? Like, I don't think he is what he was last year. No. Long term, I think that's just like a good one-off and, year. And I definitely don't think he's <clears throat> – it's going to be really interesting because he goes from Jared Bennar to Daryl Sutter. I know. It's a little <laughs> bit of a different coaches, style. Yeah. yeah. All right, so it's a bit different. I think their decor is excellent and their goaltending is excellent. Um offensively i just don't know like i mean i i don't i don't i i gotta put him too just because i think edmonton has that top end that yeah that dynamism and edmonton has a lot of speed i don't think people give him enough credit for the speed they have up and down their lineup like yes there's mcdavid who's a great player uh mcleod's fast uh dylan hallway who made the team is fast so they they'll push the pace against teams and i think I, I don't like Jay Woodcroft as a coach. I don't think he's a top, top coach, but I think he's decent enough that he'll, this, this group will perform for me. They're the best in the West, not the West, the Pacific. Jeez. All right. We'll move over quickly to the central. Um, another division where if you look right now, nobody has been more dominant than the Nashville Predators. Um, actually, I'm actually quite excited to hear what you have as your bottom two. Can we just do bottom two to start, or do you want to keep that for the end? I feel like our bottom twos, if they're not the same, it's wrong, right? Like, there's a clear bottom two here, yeah? In the central? Yeah, the, yeah. right? Yeah. It, but it's who's who's the bottom. That's what I'm curious to hear your opinion on. All right. Dead last in the central, coming in at eighth in that okay. division. I'm going to put the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I think I think the sh- the Blackhawks get just the edge over Arizona in terms right. of worst roster construction. Yeah, and it's not even that for me. Listen, when the Blackhawks weren't good, they didn't get great fan attendance there, right? But I'm telling you, Arizona playing in a college barn is going to be electric. Um, I don't know. I think they got some good young players that honestly could could really do something. Chicago doesn't have that right now. They've just got a bunch of like aging fellas. Uh, we still don't know what Chicago's doing. Do they right? Like, let's just, like let's. I'm look at let me look at their roster right now. Like, tell me. No, nah, it's awful. Name I, name their six defensemen. I legitimately can I can name maybe three. And okay. I'm not even sure one's okay. going to be on the roster. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at it. But I'm going to guess. So Adam Boakfist. Is gone, so it's gonna be Seth Jones. Yeah, Caleb Jones. So I, I assume he makes the team. He's got it. It cannot be that hard. Um, and then Yoki Haru is gone, so that leaves them with Dave Olimata. No, Detroit. We've got the big Murray guy. Who? Hold on, I'm just gonna look at it. Isn't That's... it Ryan Murray? No, Ryan Murray went to Edmonton. 
Connor Murphy. See, I I, I don't even know. <clears throat> Actually, no, this is poor for me because I knew I knew that uh, Alec, Alex Vlasic had a great preseason. And why wouldn't he? He's six foot six. <laughs> Actually, does, does Alex Vlasic single-handedly drag them up a spot? And then I look down at their goaltending tandem with Peter Mrazek and Alex Stalock, and I think he's just not a superhero. So I'm going to keep Chicago at eight. I genuinely yeah, think yeah. Arizona's got a better team. I agree. Right, and I think they get the better atmosphere. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I'll, I'll, all right. So, it's, it's seven. We're both putting Arizona. Yeah. All There's right. There's gonna be some interesting ones in here. All right. Um, I'll go. I'll go with the next one. St. Louis. Hmm. You know, I, I think, I think two teams are gonna battle for a playoff spot. And I don't think St. It's gonna, one of them is St. Louis, and I don't. No, I do think I do think St. Louis will be fourth. Okay, I'm actually looking at this now. I think we might have very similar. Um, we might have a very similar one here because yeah. I, I also have St. Louis fourth. Yeah. Also, St. Louis made a trade today, by the way. Dmitry Samarukov coming in. Very interesting. Big. Two good two, size. Two guys that you just want change of destination. Yeah, and look, all I'm saying, Dmitry Samarukov, third round pick, went for Klim Costin, first round pick. That is elite asset management by the Edmonton Oilers. It really is. You just can't draw it up any better. Both guys are kind of like mid, but <laughs> uh well, well yeah, I think St. Louis fourth. Uh, the the central is a close one. Like, there's a clear top team, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then you could go a bunch of different ways. Uh, who do you want next? You you mentioned a top team. We can just get it over with Colorado. Colorado. Bang. All right. Um. Okay. Uh. Dallas. I think Dallas is. Dallas is tough, man. Because, like, you look at their roster and it's good. But But you have Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. They're eating up $19 million of cap space. At least Radulov's gone. You know what? You actually – I thought you were going to say something else there. I like like Dallas. I'm going to put them – I'm going to put them second. I'm putting them fifth. Hmm. And here's why. And you're going to probably agree with me after I say this. Because you. this is where I thought you were going with this, by the way. You said you look on the ice and it's like, good. But then you look, and I thought you were going to say, at the bench and it's Pete DeBoer. But in fairness, like, <laughs> as much as I hate him, he, fuck, he produces. Produces mediocrity, okay. Like, yeah. But um yeah, I, I don't know. I really like Jake Ottinger and Net. I really, really like that. And you've got a young D. Yeah, they lose Klingberg, but they've got some good good I like, bodies. I, I like gambling on Nils Lundquist for them. 
Yeah, yeah. And they, they I mean they paid for him, so they're gonna they're gonna let him play. And um Robertson. Robertson signing that deal. Yeah, I, like, like great player. Really, really good player. I was I was I was really debating St. Louis and Dallas at four and five. And I kept St. Louis at four just because I think there's more I was just more certain about them because with the coaching, right? Yeah. Because Dallas, like the last couple of years, they've had Rick Bonus, who's a great coach, but he's a really defensive coach. I just don't know what to expect because I think Pete DeBoer is a big departure for that group. Whereas St. Louis, consistency, good young guys. Can they take an extra step? Sure, why not? So I felt a little bit better about uh, putting St. Louis higher, and then I dropped uh, Dallas down. Um, next up, is your pick or mine? Um, I think it's mine. I'll go Nashville because we're obviously going to be different here. Yeah. Where are you putting them? Uh, I've got Nashville at five, just missing the playoffs in that two-team battle for the playoffs between them and St. Louis. All right. I got Nashville at three. First of all, undefeated to start the year. Right. So, right out of the gate. No team has gotten off to a better start. Um, and honestly, I think Nashville had a really good offseason with who they brought in. Like, I really, first of all, I think Phil Tomasino as a young player can take another step. I think he had a really good rookie year, really under the radar. Yeah. Um, but he's an excellent skater, smaller guy. I think Nino Niederreiter is just such a Nashville type of player, right? Like, he just kind of fits with them in terms of what they do, like kind of big, not that fast, decent skill, bit of, bit of sandpaper to him. So I like that fit there. And then as much as I hate him, uh, I think Ryan McDonough is a great addition on the back end. Yeah. Right. It's going to, it's going to bring a lot of stability to that blue line. Yeah. And I think, so you look at your top three defensemen of at home, Yossi McDonough, and then you got a, a kind of next tier underneath it of Dante Fabro, Carrier, uh, and I guess Lausanne. Um, I think that's a really good decor. I think you have one of the best goalies in the league in net in UC Soros. And uh, I, I think Nashville is a legitimate threat in this division. Yeah. I, I you know, I think they're going to compete. I just think it's a really, really good. I'd say, I'd say there's some like good teams. There's just some good teams in this division. So really like, again, it's the top one and then it's a big mix. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – so I'm assuming these next two picks, we have exactly the same then, yeah? I think so too. Right. I think we both have Winnipeg at six. Yep. Because, let's face it, they're a tire fire. Yep. Like Wheeler no longer has the C. Don't really need to spend too much time on that. No. Nope. Um, and then Minnesota, two. Kaprizov, good defense. Uh, no, so I have Minnesota at three. <clears throat> I have Dallas at two. But same idea. Yeah, yeah, okay. Same, same idea. Minnesota, very good. Very good, um, yes. Kaprizov. Flurry back. Flurry back in net. Like, they got a good decor. They just got a couple of guys um, that are solid. Some young players. Matt Boldy. Um, how the Fiala departure impacts them, we will see. Uh, the thought has to be for Minnesota that they think uh, Boldy made him better, not the other way around. We will find out. But for me, Minnesota, number two. They're finally relevant. 
All right. All right. Now we're going to move into our ad read, and then we're just going to quickly swoop over to the Metro. All right. Um, all right. Get ready for a bang and ad read here. All right. <clears throat> Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner, official sports betting partner of the NHL. You're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Uh, lots of great matchups. First week of the season coming up. Um, so check it out. Some really good ones. Um, and if that's not enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That is code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, and yeah, we're moving right on, scooting over to the Metropolitan Division. And let me tell you, this one is a good one. Ish. I honestly don't know. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have. Yeah, I think we have the same last. Surely I we think, do. I think it's pretty freaking obvious. Right. Okay. Did you see that survey in the Athletic of their fan base? Oh, I bet you it was incredible. I love how we're not even saying the team, and we just both know who we've put last. Yeah. Okay, right. you can say it. All right. Last in this division. Well. Last on the ice, first in likely off-ice entertainment. <laughs> it's the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> okay, let me it's explain be, right? this. Let, let me explain this athletic survey. They surveyed, like, all the fan bases, right? And they asked them, like, a bunch of questions. And for Philadelphia, they asked them their level of, like, if yes or no, are they confident in the team this upcoming season? 1.7% of fans answered they were confident. That speaks for itself. That, that might be team, a bit high. That team is going to be horrible. Well, yeah, I mean, and so it's such a weird like downfall of, of the team. Very weird, very peculiar. They tried this huge shakeup last offseason that just like literally, they just swung and missed with the biggest whiff possible. It's just you can very clearly tell, like the the pros. It's not great pro scouting. No, right? and I think the other thing that really just hasn't helped like helped them is that they have had a lot of like young players that have come in had like pretty decent you know early season or two, and then have just kind of flatlined and regressed. Like Travis Konechny looked like a really really good player, right? That like he, he popped. Sean Gosses bear like Ivan Provorov like Provorov really fell off. He had like, like goals. Like it it it's confusing because it it there is a pattern. It does happen to several several guys like several of their players, but they're gonna be so bad. Like they don't learn. They still cannot comprehend why they traded for Rasmus Ristolainen and then signed him. It, there are so many more questions right. than 
answers with this Philadelphia Flyers. They got Tony D'Angelo, Justin Braun, Ryan Ellis on IR for the end of time. I think Travis Sandheim's a good player. Yeah. They have good players. That's the thing. John Kateri is on the IR for a while, too. Like, it's. I think what's really catching up to them is the not so great drafting and developing. Absolutely. Right? Like, you've drafted, you, you haven't hit on that many picks, and the ones you've hit on, they've kind of just flatlined lately. Right? That's just the way it is. Right. Right? Like, Nolan Patrick pick didn't go your way. Right? But. Travis Konechny looks pretty good. Flat lines. Provrov looked very good. Flat lines. Joel Faraby. Still a bit early to tell if he's gonna, you know, take another step or not. Um, do you like the do you like the uh the addition of Torts behind the bench? What do you think? Well, I know you're not the biggest Torts fan. <laughs> I, I mean, it's perfectly on brand for the Philadelphia now, Flyers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that. Because I don't I couldn't care less about the Philadelphia Flyers. So as I mean, a neutral fan, I love the entertainment value of it because I think it's a perfect fit. He had spent the season on TNT commenting, and I can't say through the comments that he appeared much more grounded or anything. Like that, that just his view on this new trickery that these players are pulling off should explain all you need to know about whether John Tortorella should be an NHL coach in 2022. For me, it was spending like the first few days of the preseason like the first few practices with no pucks. They hadn't earned the pucks yet. That's so classic. That's awesome stuff. So, all right, from entertainment value, top of the division. From an on-ice ability perspective, this is last. Yeah. And I am so confident in that one. Yeah, me too. Now it gets interesting. It really does. Okay, who do you want next? Um... I can go next. I can go with who I think my division winner will be. We did last, and then I'll do winner. Okay. I'm going to go. I, lo- I love going spicy on it. The Metro is the one where usually I just, like, let fly. It is, honestly, other than the Philadelphia Flyers, all six teams look like they could potentially. Well, like, there's seven. Compete. Or, yeah, the, all the – okay, I'm doing well, bad math. Um, I'm going to go with who I think is going to finish first. I think it's going to be right on brand with previous years. I think it's going to be the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. I'm right with you on that. I think it's the Carolina Hurricanes as well. Um, I think they, I, they, I, th- I think they got a lot better and did not have to spend a lot to get better. No, I love like I love bringing in Patch Reddy and Burns, their experience and the decent players. Um, I think I think Burns I mean, great on that power play. Like, I think they got burned in the playoffs last season by their goaltending injuries. I think that's literally why one of the main reasons why they didn't make it further in those playoffs. Um, you know, with a full year of Freddie Anderson, I think that's going to be really, it should be really good. Um, I, it's, it's pretty clear cut to be honest for me. Yeah. I would be much more surprised if they don't finish first in this division. There are maybe one or two teams I could see challenging them, but for me, this division has a clear front runner for first and a clear front runner for last in this division. Exactly. Um, all right. Who you got next? Oh, no, it's my turn to pick. It's my turn to pick. Um, you know what? I want to get things a little, little spicy. Dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to spice it up. All right. Where do you have the New Jersey devils? (laughs) 
Uh, just give me one moment here. I will put the Devils. I feel like I'm I'm disrespecting them by putting them here, but I'm by no means am I disrespecting them because I I do think it is a very very tough division this year. All right, where are you putting them? I'm putting them sixth. <sighs> that is a take. Why sixth? I think other teams are better. I think other teams have more experience. I think other teams' goaltending is better. I there's a lot of things, a lot of reasons why I put them not there, but like I predict this is just going to be an absolute dog war. This is the hardest division to predict by far. And 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 you know I, I think you're going to have to get into the trenches, and I just think that of all, of all the teams, New Jersey is part of the ones that has not been through that before and might not um, do so well with that. And if I'm not mistaken, Lindy Ruff still their head coach. Yeah, yeah, but you're forgetting Lindy Ruff made it to a final. He's still complaining about it to this day. As he should. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. um, so I have the devil's second. Yeah. In the division, because... You're well, a big Jack Hughes fan. Okay, and last year I predicted Jack Hughes to win the Hart Trophy. And had he stayed healthy, I think he would have finished top five, top ten in voting. Now, first of all, I think New Jersey had a great offseason. Right? They had... And I think the best addition they made was Andre Palat. Because you mentioned the inexperience in that battle. And you don't get much more experience than Andre Palat while still being kind of young and... It's pretty decent, you know, middle of the lineup player. So I think that's a really good addition for this team. Uh, not just for what he can bring on the ice, but also off it, bit of grit, bit of sandpaper, been there, done that now. Um, I think this team also, one, one of the things it comes down to is, do you believe in Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood? And I believe. I, I don't. Like I believe in Vitek Vanacek. I don't. I I hope I hope for them they 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 can they prove me otherwise, but I I don't. I can't. I can't buy into that tandem. And then now let me I'm I'm going to read you off some some names on their defense. I really don't want to. But I'm going to accompany each name by the player's height. Kevin Ball, 6 foot 6. Mason Gearson, 6 4. Ryan Graves, 6 foot 5. Dougie Hamilton Six foot six. Where are the other teams forwards going to go? Around. Even when you go around, though, boom, six foot two, David Severson. <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, I think the biggest weakness on this team is Lindy Ruff, to be honest. And I think they just have enough guys that they can overcome it. Right? I think you look down the middle, I say, yes, Jack Hughes is a number one center. Perfect. We get it. Nico Heischer, I think, is a great two-way second-line center. Excellent. Third line, you're looking at Dawson Mercer, or you could um, look at an Eric Halla maybe playing down the middle. Great face-off guy. So, I like the, the, to me, they're just a deep young team. And I'm not a big believer in Alexander Holtz, 
but I like Dawson Mercer. I like some of the other kind of skilled players they have. Jesper Brad is a guy who slides under the radar a good amount. Um, so I like the Dallas second in this division. Is it a little bit high? Yes. But I'm just going with it because I want it to be different and have at least one Fair enough. take. All Fair right. Enough. Who you got next? I will go with the New York Rangers, and I will slot the Rangers where you have their um, neighbors across the Hudson. I will put them second. Yeah, I, I put them third, and like realistically, should they be second? Yes, but they're, I'm gonna put, but but I wanted to slot New Jersey like absurdly high. So I, I, I think, gone. I think the Rangers are are gonna be really good. I don't think they're gonna necessarily take a big step points wise or anything, but I think uh, mentally and uh, they're they're gonna take a big step in, in the right direction this season. I think it's gonna be one of those ones where last year they had a really good record in the regular season, right? But I think everyone kind of thought, felt like that was really propped up by Igor Shosturkin having an unbelievable year. And Mm -hmm. he kind of made up for a lot of deficiencies. I think they'll have a similar record this year, but they'll actually play like better in front of them. Yeah. Because I think they are a team that got better this off season. I'm still waiting on some of their young players to some of their young forwards to finally do something. And I mean, the, the expectation is this is Lafreniere's breakout year, right? Kako, I think I feel like we've I don't want to say we've given up, but I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm looking now. I think Capo Kako's from the same city as Rasmus Ristolainen in Finland. Unrelated. Listen, unrelated. I think I, it's unrelated, but it's just a fun fact because I've been looking through all these teams' rosters. Um, I think Vincent Trocek is a really good ad for them. I think it's a big upgrade over Ryan Strom. Right. So yeah. I think you add that and you add some hopefully improvements from their young forwards. And I think Condre Miller is a, is a budding star on their defense. Without a doubt. He is uh, like, he is very, he's much stronger than you think he'd be. And he's just, he's just a great skater. Like he's just smooth with it. He's fantastic. And They've I got also, Adam I also Fox really- there. They've got Jacob Truba. Who's been known to um, toss around the old chicken wing. That's um, what I got to see. That's yeah, that's he's they got Zach Jones, who we both really liked watching two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, in that one game that one time in the summer. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting to see. Um I, 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 think, I definitely expecting big things from that team. I also really like Halak as a backup. Yeah, who's still kicking. Good team, good offseason. Yeah, I like it a lot better than their offseason last year. Last year they were just like, Oh, why do we need skill? Let's just get big. Exactly. This this offseason, they're like, you know, should we just get some of that skill back? Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? Um, So I like them there. All right. Next up, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Mm. This is a tough one. They bring in, they, they bring in Goudreau. That's a and huge good get. Branson. And yeah, and good Branson. It's a huge get. But I, I think that it's gonna kind of bite. I'm gonna put them at seven. I again, same with the Devils. It's gonna be a really, really tight division. It's not their fault. They're not gonna be bad. It's just gonna be so tight and 
I just I, I think they're on the outside looking out there at seven. Yeah, I think the one thing that could like if they're gonna make a push to be a playoff team, I think they need guys like Igor Chinnikov and Cole Sillinger to just be unbelievable for them. But I honestly think the best thing for the Columbus Blue Jackets is to still not be that great this year. And they have some great young prospects coming through. Kent Johnson, who can play this year. They have some other really good prospects coming through in the next couple of years. So I don't think it's necessarily a knock that they're um, low down. I personally put them sixth. Um, For the same reasons you said, I just don't think they're deep enough. I don't think they're experienced enough. They have a couple guys. Um, But I think they're going to be trending in the right direction. But it's a tough division, and they're just not there yet. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next next up. so this is three and four I have left for me. What? Is it? We yeah. still have three teams left. Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. This is three, four, five. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, who you got a five? I've got. Pains me to say this, because no, actually, it doesn't at all. The New York Islanders. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I was like, well, where is this sudden affection for that team? I put the Islanders seventh, by the way, because. See, I want, I wanted to do that, but everyone keeps saying this is they're going to rebound, they're going to rebound, they're going to rebound. So I'm like, well. Bro, they fired Barry Trotz. Did yeah. not get better at all. Once again, just no offseason. Do you know a fun fact? And you don't even need to look this up. You just have to trust that it's true. The average age of the New York Islanders is 37 years old. 37. You sure I shouldn't look it up? No, you just, you just trust me. I'll take it's your 37. I, I, I love Noah Dobson. One of my favorite, like, he's awesome. But, like, they're just, as a team, they're not there anymore. Yeah. They don't have that. I, I like Noah Dobson. Right, I like a couple guys here or there, like I like obviously Matt Barzell, Beauvillier, but then everyone else is just kind of like old, slow, and physical. Yeah, I like, was shocked they didn't re-sign Chara for another year because why not? He's so big, right? So it's he's like he's so he's just like he's a player. Damn, I don't know. I didn't know Scott Mayfield was so big, six five. He is. He's a big boy. I always thought he was just kind of average. <clears throat> oh sorry um all right yeah i see yeah, i put them low i just for years i put them low and they did well and then last year i put them high and they did bad so this is the year you get it right <clears throat> oh my goodness yeah sorry oh boy <clears throat> i know i ran out of water all right so now i have three and four left okay i have it, four yeah, and five four and five yeah i have Okay, so both teams, both teams are um, Pittsburgh and Washington. Washington. Yeah. Who do you? I have both making the playoffs. Who do you not have making the play? This is theoretical, by the way, because I know we have wild card, but I'm just assuming four for me. <laughs> uh, I I had Washington five. Washington five. I also had Washington four, and then Pittsburgh three. Okay, yeah, I had Pittsburgh four. Washington five. I I, I, I think they're listen, they're still good teams. Listen, like listen. Hear me out. I'm listening. Right, I'm listening. What is it going to come down to? Listen. So it comes down to, do you believe in Darcy Kemper? 
I don't. I really don't. Interesting. Why, why would I believe in him? Now, the Stanley Cup. Okay. Can you find a single person that honestly, bro, they would have won it with like anybody in that. Matt Murray. Yeah, they could have won that with like Bernier. Like what? Yeah. Like realistically, no, no one else, no one in the world is claiming that like he had a significant impact on them winning. Like my goodness, they true. just dummy teams. This is very true. Um, so for me, uh, I'm not a huge believer in Darcy Kemper. I've watched him. Like I think Colorado played really well in front of him. I've seen him play when he doesn't have that level of support in front of him, and it's just not the same. Um, and I think their forward group is quite frankly pretty thin. I know they've added Dylan Strom. If that gets anybody excited, I hear he's a fantasy hockey sleeper, right? But the guys on their team are getting older. They're past their prime. Um, yeah, I think they'll be in the mix, but I don't love their defense. And I think their goaltending is not that good. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, you know, I, I think they, they, they're probably looking at a, you know, a time clock that's, you know, getting smaller and smaller that time window. I, I think they're definitely not competitors. It's hard to see them become competitors again. Like legitimate, yeah. Like like, like like a contender. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to see them get back to that status in the next five years. Yeah, and at the same time, look, like a lot of the things I just said also apply to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's be honest: old, aging, slow. Like, ooh, they've added Jeff Petrie. That would be really. I I, I actually really like that move for them. I do, I do, right? But it's not like a wow, like that's a game changer. I think it's no, a really good ad. But I, I think you, you've still got your trio of Malkin, Crosby, and uh, Latang. You've got solid goaltending. I think that can 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 do a good job. Um, you know, your team's just all around decent. Yeah, it's a it's a decent team. Like Jake Gensel is a really good player. Um, for me, the big difference when I'm looking at Washington and Pittsburgh, because a lot of things are similar because their peaks really collided with each other. Like they're very similar trajectory teams in terms of the last 10, 15 years. To me, it comes down to two things. It's goaltending and it's coaching. And I think Pittsburgh's got the upper hand on both. Definitely. Right. So at the end of the day, I think those things are pretty important to a team success. And I, I'm giving Pittsburgh the edge. And, you know, Crosby still Crosby. All right, exactly. we're, we're moving on to the Atlantic now. Okay. Now, this is a really now, This is what counts. This is what actually counts. This is where, like, I'm actually, like, all right, I'm dialed in. I'm locked in. Um, interesting division. Uh, you know, one of the big things for me is that a lot of the teams that were bad in this division last year got a good amount better, and the teams at the top got, up to varying degrees, worse, right? Yep. So it's all kind of on a collision course for the middle. Like Boston, I think, got worse. I think Florida got worse. I think Toronto got worse. Um, right? Tampa got worse. And then I think Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit, and Buffalo, they all got better. So it's to what degree? Um, and we will see. Uh, let's start off with Boston. 
you literally started off with one of the toughest ones. Well, um, I would. It was going alphabetical, if I'm being honest. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know if you disagree. I think Boston's a really, really tough one to, to estimate. It is. New coach, Jim Montgomery. Um, many people will know Jim from being the coach of the Denver Pioneers when uh, Henrik Borgstrom played there. Fun fact. Yeah, you know, Boston Boston has good good players, good defense. Uh, goaltending is good. Offense is decent. Don't know why they brought back Krejci. I don't see him as being that nah, good. Nah, I stand by David Krejci. I was... took him in fantasy, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You, wh- um, why, w- why wouldn't I take him in fantasy? We'll do that next episode. Wait, hold on. Let me just... Hold on. First of all, the guy's been in the league for like not you haven't even played this year. He's already got an A on the jersey. Now, um, I, sorry, I was stalling there. I will put Boston. It's a tough one. Same with the same that I said for the Metro. These are all good teams. I am putting Boston at six. Okay, I would like to point out, and this is I'm not even gonna get into it yet, but David Krejci. He took last year off to go play in the Czech League. Keep the legs fresh. The year before, 44 points in 51 games with a career-worst 9.6 shooting percentage. You tell me this man can't do it all? Underrated superstar. That being said, I agree. Boston, very tough one. Taylor Hall, already hurt. Charlie Mack by missing time. I think they're going to have a hard time getting off to a good start here. Um, For me, you had them sixth? Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm going to put them fourth. Okay. Excited to see who you got in your yeah, okay. All right. Uh who you want next? Okay. I'll go with Detroit. Actually, wait, can I go back? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can go back. I'd like to put Boston fifth. Okay. Cause again, I'm doing this on the fly. You really pressured me. I'm doing this on the fly too. Okay. Sorry, what, who's next now? Uh, let's do Detroit. All right. I For me, the Detroit Red Wings, ooh, it's really tough, right? Because it comes down to how much do you believe in Jakob Verana. And I do – let me just pull up the rock. Okay, you know, actually, I'm going to put Detroit sixth. Yeah, I'm going to put Detroit sixth. Because I think... Uh, I think they had a good offseason. I like a lot of the guys they brought in. I think it perfectly rounds out their team. Like, to me, David Perron, underrated, sneaky guy. Sorry, where did you put them sixth? Yeah. I'm going to put them fifth, so we'll have the same five and six. Just opposite. Switched order. I, I, re- I, I, liked, I like what... Eiserman is building in Detroit. I, I know that was to be expected, but he's I think doing it's a just, really good job. It's on the right track. For me, where things get real dicey for them is that decor. Like, yes, you have Maurice Sider, but then it's like Philip Ronick, Robert Haig, Ben Sherratt, Mark Pissick, Jordan Osley, Ole Maddock, Gustav Lindstrom, Jake Wallman. Any of those doing it for you? I don't think so. And in net, it's a typical Steve Eiserman net, which is always just 
roll the dice on a couple of decent bets until one eventually hits. That's what he did in Tampa Bay until they had Vasilevsky, right? They rolled the dice on Lynn back Bishop, right? Until they're like, okay, no, this is our guy. It seems yeah. like they're waiting for Kosa. I like Vili Huso in the meantime, but I dislike Vili Huso because he was like, he got me traded in NHL once. And then Adalkovich. I, I, I very much like the Vili Huso one. I think it's a, it's a low risk, high, high reward type. Yeah, of I, I like that a lot. I think he could be really, I, he has the potential to be a good starter. <clears throat> like, yeah. Very similar path to Bennington. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, and then I think I think David Ferran and I think uh, Dominic Kubalik and I think Andrew Kopp, I think those are really good forward ads. Yep. Um, so I think it's on a really good path for them, just a bit early. Yep, I agree. All right, who do you want next? Your turn. <sighs> the Buffalo Sabres. The Sabres. I know. Oh, man. Oh, man. New captain. New ca- I was going to bring that up. Does it shock you? It, I don't, well, it's Buffalo. But first like, of all, I want to go back to Detroit for one sec. By the way, yeah. new coach there, I think, is a big difference maker for them. Lalonde, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's all I wanted to say. Just quick. Yeah. Um, we had uh, the Sabres. Um, yeah, not, not their year. Um, I have them in seventh. I have them, um, I have them in seventh, too. Listen, like, I still don't have goaltending as far as I'm concerned. Really? Is it, like, that is honestly the biggest reason for me putting them there is their net. It's terrible. Like, they don't it's not have an, anybody. It's... I'm not a huge fan of their defense, but they've got some good pieces. Like, um, I, I, like I, I don't mind the long-term outlook of their defense, right? Because I like Rasmus Dali and eventually Yokoharu, Owen Power, Matthias Samuelson. Like, those are – that's decent, right? but it's just early and they need guys to insulate them and they haven't done that. Right. Like Ilya Labushkin can't play 25 a night. No. Well, he can, but you're not going to win much. Exactly. Right. And so up front, I like, I like, I like their offense. Like it's good young guys and they got some vets. I think Kyle Caposo, perfect captain. (laughs) Couldn't have done any better. Sure. What I've given it to Alex Tuck. The Buffalo born and raised guy, maybe. What, what do you think went into that decision to not give it to Tuck? I think they're still trying to justify that Oak Poso contract. I mean, it's annoying. Um, but I, I like I like a lot of the young forwards they have, and I'm still always a believer I, in Jeff Skinner. First, it's the first time that I look <clears> at a Sabres <throat> team, and I and I think, hmm, they actually like. Maybe they're building towards something. Yeah. The first time I look at it and I think, hmm, maybe they've got a plan. Maybe they're doing something good. Maybe they're building something. Yeah, that's, it's taken a long I time. I think it's finally on the right track. But for exactly. me, it's seven. Yeah, me too. Um, next up, I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning under the gun of Lightning. That's... <laughs> It's the bottom line, right? That's the bottom line. Um, Lightning are gonna like they're they're just they're Tampa. Um, let's see here. Looking at the teams I have left. Uh, 
Got to put Tampa in second. All right, interesting. So I, I had Brand, I had uh, Tampa in second. I've swapped them down to third. Interesting. And the biggest reason for me is I don't love that defense right now. I'm going to be honest. Like it's Eric Chernock, Hayden Fleury, Calfoot, Victor Hedman, Philip Myers, Mikhail Sergachev. Like, uh, that's place. not great. I think the loss of Ryan McDonough is massive for them. And Yan Ruda, again, massive loss. I just don't think that's a great defense. I know they have the best goalie in the world behind them. Um, and then up that's, front. That's obviously what they're banking on. Yeah. It's always they're banking on that and they're banking on having a really good offense. And they have a really good offense. To me, it just lacks some dynamism throughout their lineup. They just don't have the same kind of killer speed they used to. Exactly. Right. Like they got a couple of guys that can skate, but then they got a couple of guys like Alex Korn's never going to beat you with speed. Neither will Pat Maroon, right? Neither will Nick Paul, Ross Colton, uh, PE e. Belmar. Like it's just, it's not going to happen. So I like him, but I, 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 you know, I debated putting him second or third. I, I, I put him third. Yeah. Fair enough. Just had to do it. All right. Who do you want next? Um, Well, uh, I want to keep the debate going, so I'll go. Well, no, I, I want to keep the debate for the end, so I'll, I'll go Montreal right away because I we both have them in the same spot here. Um, we both have the eighth. We both have the eighth. Wow, why did you put the Montreal Canadiens eighth? As as much as like we've talked about, some teams having no goaltending. Jake Allen is not the answer in Montreal. He's not going to be the one to really keep them do, in games. Do you think, by the way, that uh, your ex Slavkovsky is going to play a role for them this year? I don't. Yeah. I, 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 it's tough to see what role he'd play. He's big. He's big. Real big. Real big. So I, like I I don't know. I wouldn't even criticize a decision to start him in Laval. Um, confidence is a big thing at that age. Uh, I have like I haven't seen like I, I I see a lot of the Twitter, the reporters from Montreal, and I there doesn't seem to be a lot of that. So um, Montreal, you know, it's it's frustrating because the the management called it still a competing year for a playoff spot, but I don't see it. You really just need to rebuild. Yeah. Take advantage of this year to suck. I I, I do like Monaghan. I I think that was smart. I think bringing in Monaghan for, you know, the, what they were given to take him. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's Um, good. I I was going to say, like, like Sean Monaghan, the players not, not giving you much these days. Like, but he's going to, He's going to give Montreal more than he could give any other team in the league. Yeah. So, but they're still, they're, 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 they're not going to be good. They have no defense. They have no goaltending forwards are just not there yet. It's going to be a long season in Montreal. It's going to be a long season. I think I like Mike Matheson trade for them. He's really rebound the last couple of years, but he is like the only guy on that back end. It's like him and like Joel Edmondson, and then the, a bunch of inexperienced guys. And David Smith. Uh, yeah, and like Shirkush Weidman. Um, I think six of their top nine players are slated to be uh, under six feet tall. Um, you know, I'm still a big believer that like you got to be at least six five, six six to play in this league. 
So for me, it's not going to cut it. I think it's just really early. <laughs> I think just, no, I think it's just real early. <laughs> I like a lot of the guys, even though they're undersized guys. Like I like it. I can see what they're doing. There's definitely, I think they have a clear plan, right? Yeah. I think they're following that. And as much as they're going to look outwards and tell people that they're trying to be a contending team this year, um, their their roster list indicates that that just simply isn't the case for me. Eight exactly. like you. All right. Um. Okay. Toronto. Your turn. Toronto. Listen, I as much as I despise them, that that Austin Matthews kid is really really good at hockey. Yeah. And I I do I do put. I do think Matt Murray will rebound this year. I like Samsonov as a backup. Um, I I think they'll finish first. Uh, so I have them first as well, but realistically, I could see them finishing anywhere between one and eight. That is um, very true. That, that is, is just the, that, that is that, always that is always that is that has to be an implied assumption, right? And that is just I think the Matt Murray experience, right? And if he can come in and he can be decent, right? Like he doesn't even have to be that good. If he's decent, they'll be fine. Um, I think they're a good team, but I also, again, you know, everyone, everyone else hates the Leafs, but Leafs fans, right? For good reason. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you rank the Leafs in this because it only matters what they do in the playoffs. That's just where they are. So it doesn't matter. Between one to four, it did not matter where you put them. It needs to come together for them in the playoffs for anything to matter. Contract year for Kyle Dubas. We will see what happens, but I have them one as well. All right. Senators. Senators. I put them fourth. I also have them fourth. I I want. Which I, means we both have the Panthers. Well, you have the Panthers third. I have them second. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I I think Ottawa at four for me. Great off season. Probably most improved team in the league. I think for me, them, them, and um, Calgary compared to what they had last season, I think those two GMs have been really able to do a lot. The problem with Ottawa is they don't have a defense. Well, depending on they don't depending. have a, they they don't have a guaranteed defense. Like their defensive upside, really, really good. Defensive downside really bad it comes down to do you think jake sanderson can be the guy that is that is quite literally what it comes down to i think yes i think so too and that's why i have them fourth yeah i really do um i honestly as much as they don't have a clear like guy in net and like cam talbot's hurt right now um i think magnus helberg Anton Forsberg and Cam Talbot, they all have potential to be a good goalie for them. I think at least one of them is going to be good for them this year. Yeah, you, you've got to think. Right. I think their defense, I think they've got at least three, maybe four good defensemen. And then up front, I mean, Dabrinkit, Quadraru, Tyler Mott, I think those are great ads. I think their young guys are going to take massive, massive steps, especially Tim Stutzla. I know a lot of people are really high on Shane Pinto. Personally, I don't see it. Um, I like Matthew Joseph. He brings some size, some speed. Um, Brady could check with the C. I think Ottawa um, is building something here. 
and it's still early in that, but I think they're they've done a really, really good job this year. Oh yeah, they got Victor Mate. <laughs> right on. So I yeah, I think both having them four there. Uh four to third for you, I put them second. I mean, we're we're flip-flopping between Florida and Tampa, right? I just don't have the heart to put Tampa ahead of them. I just I can't do it. I know logically it probably makes sense. I won't do it. But like it's I because I, I so believe that this has to be a step back here for Florida. Oh yeah. So that that's why I I think I just I, I look at the players they lost and I think they're they're gonna from that president's trophy last year, it's gonna be a lot less. Um but same thing with it's gonna be a competitive division. That top three is gonna be good. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a good I, I do three. think there's a fall off at, at between three and four between Florida and Ottawa, but I think it's gonna be really it's going to be really fun to watch. I think I think you get the first year of Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida. Then you got Boston, Ottawa, Detroit, and then Buffalo, Montreal at the end. That's how I divide this yep. division. Yep. Could go in either order on any of those. Um, Florida for me, and I know we've said this a lot throughout this episode, but I think it comes down to the defense and how much do you believe in Brandon Montour? How much do you believe in Carlson? How much do you believe in Del Zotto? And – I'm not going to go and say that this is the best top, you know, six in the league. It's nowhere close to that. But I think people aren't giving it enough credit, right? It's an NHL top six. And I think people, I think, first of all, I think people underestimate how important your first pairing is, right? If you have a really good first pairing, you can kind of get away with having a weaker second, a weaker third. They can eat more minutes, right? I think Ekblad and Borsling, I think that's a good top pair. I think it's a really good top pair. It's a top pair that can play 20 plus a night, right? Take on the hard minutes. That's fine. I think you got Radko Gudis, who's going to do what Radko Gudis does, throw the body. Uh, Brandon Montour can skate. Delzato can skate, make passes. So I don't think it's a super high-end defensive group, but I think it's a modern one in that it's got some skating, some physicality, some puck moving, good shooters. Um and so I think it's it's really, really not high-end, but decent enough. And then you look at the the forwards, and it's not as deep as last year. But again, you know, you roll the dice on a couple, you know, inexpensive guys. That's what you got to do up against the cap. And then your top end is still your top end with, you know, Matthew Kachuk coming in for Huberto. So to me, um, I'm going to give Florida a slight – edge over Tampa Bay and obviously there's a good amount of bias in there but some people predicting this team to fall off I don't see it I agree right I think they'll be in the mix and as much as like we think it's going to be a step back here and maybe not the best season nowhere close to last year I think they'll be in the mix and anytime you're in the mix anything can happen absolutely right you just have to put yourself in a position to be there I think they still are yeah and we will see what happens um but yeah we will see I think we should end off the episode here. It has been a long time. So long. So long. I, you know what it was? was like before we started recording, we were like, oh, well, let's talk about this, this, and this. And as we were going through it, I was like, this is going to take way longer than yeah. Like it way, always, way longer. Always, every time. Oh, man. 
So in our heads, it always seems like, oh yeah, we'll talk about like the Pacific. It'll be like two minutes long. Don't worry. In our heads, I'm like, are we even gonna have enough time? Yeah, in my head, it's like, oh, Calgary, Edmonton, Calgary, Vegas, Vancouver, Seattle, LA, San Jose, Anaheim, done. Next. And then we start talking and you just think of things. Uh, but that's the way it goes. Um, so thank you so much to everyone tuning in, listening to this one. We will be back uh, next week with a brand new episode. We're going to be talking um, some stuff from the start of the NHL season. First couple of games will happen by then. Uh, and then also we'll be making some predictions uh, for some of the uh, league-wide awards at the end of the season. So stay tuned. Uh, looking forward to that one. Appreciate it as always. And we'll see you all next time. Barkov to the net, Barkov between the legs, unbelievable!